Introducing the first ever Grand Highlander, a midsize SUV with the ideal combination of space, performance, style, and advanced tech. The roomy Grand Highlander boasts three spacious rows with available seating for up to eight. It's available 362 horsepower, hybrid max powertrain on limited and platinum trims. Hybrid max powertrain engine delivers the power, acceleration, and efficiency so your family can take on any adventure. There's even available safety features like an available panoramic view mirror and an available 12.3-inch multi-information display, so you always arrive on time. Live life grander in the first-ever Toyota Grand Highlander. Learn more at toyota.com slash grandhighlander. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Last season on the Choosing Sides F1 podcast, we established unequivocally that F1 is the pinnacle of motorsports. We did, but honestly, I was left with more questions and answers, Tony. I'm Tony Cameron. Brown, a tech, culture, and F1 commentator. And I'm Michael Costa, comedian from The Daily Show. Join us for season two of Choosing Sides F1. Our F1 102, if you will. And get all of the answers. All of them? Listen to Choosing Sides F1 on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Oh no, we got no more NBA games? Well, that's oh, no. no problem because we still have you Phew. covered through the summer and we're joined this week by one of the absolute funniest if not the The most hilarious account on nba twitter writer creator baller josiah johnson i'm miles gray and i'm jack o'brien and this is Miles, Miles and Jack, Jack got, got mad, mad boosties. boosties. See, what I tell you about the timing, we were just a little bit off there. Welcome, y'all, to another episode of Mad Boosties. I know it's the off season. I know there's, you know, that there isn't formal ball to be had, but that doesn't I'm mean recording this, this in stops. Cancun, but yeah, you know, <laughs> on a fishing boat for sure. Yep, for sure, on a fishing boat with a bucket hat. Exactly. It looks great, though. It looks fantastic. Uh, but let's not waste any more time. Let's first of all introduce today's guest, the brilliant. Josiah Johnson. What's up, man? What's up, First of all, I need to know what, which other was looking like to claim that you have mad boosties. Oh, see, I'm glad you asked, Josiah, because I can you grab didn't see me at the rim. And I, I used to be able to get net. So, okay. respect good. Yeah. yeah. I'm, I'm about in net range right now. I can give you a couple backboard taps, <laughs> some stretching. Thank but you. Yeah, definitely. Just want to make sure your boosties weren't madder than mine. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Had to. And again, we named the show to sort of jar the minds of people of our generation when that was the thing you said. When For it was sure. mad boosties. <laughs> uh, but Josiah, how you how are you liking the how are you enjoying the in between times right now? This is this is the thing I like to say about the NBA season. There is no off season, right? This is. Mm-hmm. For me, offseason is a lot better than regular season because a lot of people are lunching right now. They're on vacation. They're not paying attention to what's going on. This is when you get the best stuff. We got the draft that just happened last week. You got free agency coming up. Uh, my favorite time of year because, you know, it's just going to be crazy. You know, don't know mm-hmm. what's going to happen. Got the Kyrie situation. You got Draymond and Perk. It's just there's never a dull moment in the NBA. You know, there, there's less games and all that type of stuff going on. But these guys have a lot more free time. And I think that's the thing people really need to gravitate towards. Right. When they have more free time, that's time to send out shots on Twitter, on Instagram, make videos, you know, call people all types of slurs, like do whatever, <laughs> whatever, you know, you feel is clever. <laughs> <laughs> Has anybody ever like come up during the off season just with their like, I, I remember like the DeAndre thing was a whole, but, but that wasn't really him like doing anything. That was like everybody chasing him. Right. So yeah. like what, what, it, what's the, what's your like most memorable like social media performance from the off season? Well, it's twofold. So got to go back a few years to when AD came into the Lakers. So uh, I think the Raptors had won the championship that year, if I'm not mistaken. My my, my clock is all all, all over the place. But I was in Vegas hanging out with my wife and uh, started writing a song about, uh, you know, AD coming to the Lakers using Ice Cube. Oh, yeah. I was in the the hotel writing it. We were just kind of chilling, hanging out. This is right after the Raptors had won. Go down to the lobby, order some Postmates, go down to the lobby at the Encore, you know, and I walk through the VIP section, see a gentleman with braids, taller gentleman. I'm like, oh, this, this looks like Kawhi, but they literally just won. Like, right. surely they can't be in Vegas right now. 
look at him, kind of staring like, you know, wearing new balances, like checks all the boxes for Kawhi. Right. Definitely turns out it was Kawhi. I think they had flown out for the night to go party with Drake or something like that. So probably one of my favorite kind of just off-season moments. Like the season that just ended, we wind winding down. I'm looking around like, you know, carrying my bag of Postmates, staring at Kawhi Leonard, trying to sneak a picture of him. But obviously you guys know Vegas, heavy surveillance, didn't want to get on their naughty list and, you know, get booted from the encore. But uh, I managed to grab a shot of him, super blurry, but I hold and cherish that moment. <laughs> That's amazing. All right. So you mentioned the Kyrie stuff, but everybody, that, that seems to be the thing that most people, like my eyes kind of glaze over when it comes to trade machine stuff, but that is definitely not the case for most NBA fans and everybody seems to be intrigued. What will Kyrie do? I, th- I think the main teams that everybody's talking about, Lakers, Clippers, Knicks, I don't think that means that that is the extent of like where he could possibly end up and obviously the Nets. But if you had to look in your crystal ball, what, what do you think is going to happen? I think it was very telling. And shout out to Pierce Simpson from Complex Sports who got the interview with Kyrie on the red carpet, the BET Awards. Uh, you know, he asked him, do you want to be a Brooklyn Net? And Kyrie literally did not say yes. He literally, <laughs> you know, tried to pass it on to his mom and really just stoked those fires. And, and Kyrie's an interesting dude. You know, when reports first dropped that he was considering uh, opting out and taking the $6 million, you know, taxpayer MLE from the Lakers, nobody was like, yeah, that would never happen, right? Any other player on the planet, like, you got to be kidding me. There's no right. way that would happen. I think, you know, hearing the stories and rumors behind the scene that him and LeBron James have kind of reconciled, Kyrie's figured it out. You know, Kyrie dipped to Boston, didn't work out there, dipped to Brooklyn, didn't work out there. You know, Kyrie and LeBron go together like a two-piece and a biscuit. You know, they, they are mm. a phenomenal crew. I was sad to see them break up when they were in Cleveland and, you know, will help, you know, as long as the 80s healthy as well, will help be able to thwart that Warriors <laughs> juggernaut yeah. that, you know, it appears that there's no end in sight to this new reborn. We don't need KD, you know, dynasty that they're, they're starting over there. But for me, like just, just to know that, you know, something that you would have never imagined in your life. And obviously Kyrie had a, a tumultuous season last year with the mandate, not playing games, only playing like, like 26 regular season games or whatever it was to now know that there's a potential for him to come to L.A. And Lakers fans have to be super, super cautious and, and, and optimistic, but also knowing that, you know, we want every star player to come there. You know, everybody <laughs> right. has been photoshopped in a Lakers jersey. So just to know, and it was like a week or two ago, I was like, all right, it's BS, it's just smoke, it's not going to happen. But now, you know, I woke up this morning, kind of, you know, gingerly walked into work and checked all the tweets from Jake Fisher and Christian Winfield and other dudes who are very respectable and reputable, you know, sources in this game. And it's like, yo, this thing could happen. I'm just more curious if Kyrie is really ready to play in L.A. I mean, you know, we, we're still feeling the ramifications of, of, of Russell Westbrook coming through and the whole Westbrook thing and all that. You know, right. Lakers fans, you know, for my money, the greatest franchise in sports, but also the fans, you know, they, they accept greatness and they have no problem calling you out, no problem. You know, I saw it with, with Kuz, with KCP, with Danny Green, whoever it is, even LeBron at times, you know, AD as well. Like, they'll take shots at whoever. They were not tripping. So, you know, <laughs> I don't know if Kyrie can, can handle that. Also, I would just say keep him away from like Topanga Canyon, keep him away from Melrose, any of those distraction type parts of the city. Yeah. We got to keep him just centered and locked in. Hopefully just somewhere like downtown, right near Crypto.com Arena. Right, exactly. Like he can just be right near, right near the Keep him at the JW Marriott right yeah. there. Yeah. And even that might be a gamble because you just never know who's going to be in town, what's going to happen. They can lead them all types of different rabbit holes. But you think... Like that, my hope is it would rekindle something. There would be, because I, I just, I love LeBron and Kyrie is one of my favorite offensive players to watch of all time. Like, I just think he's so creative. You think he, there'd be a better fit there that like Lakers with Kyrie would, would be putting something kind of impressive together. Look, I think, you know, we all kind of make the jokes and got the slander for Kyrie last year, but he's a, a year or two removed from a 50, 40, 90 season. Guy who can, like you said, score at a high yeah. level, super, super great offensive player. I think he'll make any franchise better, just a matter of if he's going to play or not, or, or what's going on in his world right. and his life at that point. Obviously, the mass mandates and all that stuff has eased up a lot. California, great weather. Uh, Lakers, great franchise. You know, you get to play in front of Jack Nicholson, get to play near Andy Garcia. Used to be courtside, now he's like fifth, sixth row. Yeah. So, you know. Well, he got he's in that father of the bride reboot. His his seats might get closer again. That's a big recruiting point for a lot of NBA players. Yeah. They're we like, got Andy I Garcia. I've always dreamed of playing within feet of Andy Garcia. What, what <laughs> is this crap? Miss the old days of like Polo to Don when he was, you know, on his meteoric rise. He, he had the court size seat. You get a little Floyd Mayweather action. Right. A lot, a lot of a lot of great, great things to do, great things to see for him to be in LA. And oh wow. Oh I'm looking. Yeah, we got some, oh. some breaking. It's breaking news. <laughs> okay. 
So it's going to be a sign and trade then basically Kyrie just opted in. Uh, okay. This is exciting. Wow. So what does that mean? Cause I, again, I'm not a trade machine guy. Like he, he just opted in to like with the nets after saying he was not going to do that. I'm assuming he wasn't just like, ah, I'm just playing. <laughs> so like it means that something's in the works. I mean, I think he definitely was, was willing to do the sign and trade. I think that was the, kind of the latest news today. So in order to accomplish that, he would have to obviously sign with the Nets first to, to get that going. Surprised to see him opting in, but I think that probably would bode well for Lakers fans that he doesn't have that, that big deal aspirations just yet. He'd be looking for that next contract. Lakers obviously have some, some free money uh, once Westbrook's contract is up if he decides to opt in. That's kind of the big thing that we're all waiting to see. And I love Russ. I'm a UCLA guy. Hey. He has, you know, he has till Wednesday to, to decide whether he's going to opt in or not. If he opts out, which I don't ever anticipate happening, I think now, you know, there's going to be chaos that's going to sue across the NBA because, you know, Lakers going to basically have that that forty something million freed up in cap space. It's going to be interesting times. Yeah. Hmm. <laughs> so apparently, he said he's playing in Brooklyn next year. In his way, normal people keep the world going, but those who dare to be different lead us into tomorrow. Irving told The Athletic, I've made my decision to opt in, see you in the fall, and then A11. But did he say see you in the fall in Brooklyn or see you in the fall in terms of... He said see you in the fall. <laughs> exactly. So there's always... <laughs> Kyrie's been doing this for like the last week and a half, two weeks. He, he came with the brother Marzone wire meme. He's just... He's not yeah. just like, hey, I want to be a Brooklyn net. I'm not dipping. But he, he did that with the Celtics. I think that's the great part about the NBA nowadays. Guys will tell you that they want to be somewhere, then three hours later change their mind, and they mm -hmm. have the, the free will to do it. Now, who am I to stop him? I feel like the Lakers could use him. And, you know, if we can't give him as much bread as he wants, he needs to start like a, a crypto coin or something like that. Lakers fans will happily invest in it and let him <laughs> tank that thing out and not trip about it. Mm. You were mentioning like some people who are pretty reliable sources. And so I just, I was just curious and like, I don't want to name any names. Cause I think like, I think this is one of the hardest jobs in the world, but like the, the people who we go to, to report NBA news five minutes before the rest of the world finds out on Twitter, there were a couple things that like they had wrong or like were headed in a different direction right up into the last minute, especially with the draft. Is there is there something different going on? Is it just like their job's very hard and they've been able to like make it easy? Did like they all invest in like counterintelligence to like seed false rumors with the other guys? Or like is, is there something new happening in that world? One well, thing when you look at just the whole space of being an NBA insider and kind of what that means, the problem is these guys telling themselves every free agency, right? So nowadays, right. X player signs here, there, whatever. It's always according to his agent at blank, you know, insert agency. That's kind of what they have to tweet now. Mm. So it's like, okay, well, if you're getting that information in July, then like, then who's the source in October, November when it's that same player involved in whatever situation's going on? Right. So it's just knowing, you know, Woj has his sources, Shams has his sources, Chris Haynes, kind of all these guys. And then there's, there's a crew of nine insiders breaking, but there's times like I'm not a source or an insider guy, but I'll, I'll hear information because I'm getting it directly from the source before the agent even finds out. And generally mm. it's the agent who's telling, a certain contingent of it sometimes it's coming direct from players. As we all know, players are very finicky. Again, they might want to be somewhere and then an hour later change their mind. So the information as, as it was given may have been accurate in that particular moment, but right. an hour later, like, Oh man, I had a donut and completely changed my mind. <laughs> yeah. And now I want to go here. Like, and that's just kind of what, what this game is. So I don't ever knock or fault those guys. It's definitely a, a tough position to be in. But even like we saw with the, uh, the Paolo Banchero, Jabari Smith, Kind of situation. Oh, Jamari's mm -hmm. going number one. Jabari's going number one. Oh, wait. Um, you know, like, they're yeah. indicating that they're <laughs> leaning now towards Paolo, whatever. I always kind of, I'm not a big gambler, but I go through Vegas now. Once, once the Vegas odds kind of post, Vegas obviously always has better sources than the insider guys. So it's like, oh, wait, this dude, yeah, this, this number's going down or whatever. He's less of a long shot. Like, oh, Vegas knows something that we don't, you know. Right. Yeah. 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 Right. Paolo, the Vegas odds like the day before just suddenly shot up for him going number one. And then, but people were still reporting it that he was going number three. Yeah. And yeah, that was interesting. Which is I wild. Know. Cause I don't think he worked out for the magic. If I'm not mistaken, I don't think that Jabari Smith worked out for the Rockets, but you know, they got enough. Tape on these guys. Yeah, yeah. Figure, yeah. They'll figure it out. All right. Let's take a quick break. We're going to be right back and we're going to talk hustle and just basketball movies in general. You need a vehicle that can meet your family's needs, and Toyota has you covered. 
Introducing the first-ever Grand Highlander, a midsize SUV with the ideal combination of space, performance, style, and advanced tech. The roomy Grand Highlander never makes you choose between passengers and cargo. You can fit both with ease. With three spacious rows and available seating for up to eight, and legroom that makes even long trips comfortable. With Grand Highlander's available 362-horsepower hybrid max powertrain on limited and platinum trims, you can be confident you have the power, acceleration, and efficiency needed for almost any adventure your family can cook up. And you'll get where you're going in style, with a modern, spacious cabin that's perfect for both playdates and date nights. Impressive tech upgrades take the new Grand Highlander to the next level, including available safety features like an available panoramic view mirror and an available 12.3-inch multi-information display, so you always arrive on time. Don't just live life. Live life grander in the first-ever Toyota Grand Highlander. Learn more at toyota.com slash grandhighlander. Does money stress you out? Let FACET flip your financial chaos into clarity. Finding FACET immediately put us at ease. FACET's innovative approach to financial planning ensures your money works as hard as you do, enabling members to experience the joys of having your finances in order. That makes us FACET for life now, I guess. (laughs) Visit FACET.com, F-A-C-E-T.com to learn more. This ad is sponsored by FACET. FACET Wealth is an SEC-registered investment advisor. This is not an offer to buy or sell securities, nor is it investment, legal, or tax advice. These testimonials are from current FACET members who are not compensated. All opinions are their own and not a guarantee of a similar outcome. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. And we're back with the King, Josiah Johnson. And it is the off season. Yeah. We've got to watch basketball somewhere. <laughs> it's, time, it's time to talk some basketball movies. I think all three of us watched Hustle. Yeah, we did. Yeah, my first reaction was like, I love, I, I thought it was like a great buddy film. Yeah, for yeah. sure. Yeah. Yeah. It's, basketball movies are on a curve for me. It's like, if there was only one type of movie that was allowed to have music, I would like that type of movie better than others. I'd be like, <laughs> yeah, I like how there's music in this one, and I love music. <laughs> and like, that's what, when I was watching this, I was like, yeah, I, I just I, I love watching great basketball players. Like e- even if they're just shooting around, like it's like so like I could I could watch this for eight right. hours in like in twenty four frames per second because yeah. it looks so cinematic, makes everything so meaningful. It felt like they took like the perfect combination of like several movies, like like Big Daddy, you know, mm-hmm. drawing back from Adam Sandler. <laughs> right. Instead of like the little kid, he was adopted. Yeah. And it was like a you know <laughs> six foot eleven you know NBA prospect, but just. This cool stuff. The one thing I, I will say about the movie that, that did bother me, I love the movie. I loved everything. Anthony Edwards, obviously, Oscar, given whatever he oh, wants, yeah. Bell, Hall of Fame, amazing performance. And, and just in general, obviously, he's a phenomenal dude, man. He's uh, I've gotten the chance to work with him a little bit and, and hang out with him a little bit. He's he's a legend. But the one thing that bothered me was that the whole hustle scene where it's like, yo, you bet you can't hit the rim. It's like, <laughs> dude, anybody, I'm just saying, like, okay. Right. I'm going to hit the rim. For 50 bucks or 100 <laughs> yeah, whatever yeah, right, right, right. I'm, I'm not even trying to make it i just got to hit the rim chief like but i did respect that that he was that confidence in his defense ability and uh definitely had a uh, respect for adam sandler and everything he's got going on also was trying to figure out why it was the sixers you know but that's neither here nor there yeah i mean for people who haven't seen the film right it's about this basketball scout who you know he's been working for the sixers he's trying to make his way onto the bench he really wants to coach and he finally gets his opportunity. But, you know, as those things are starting to materialize, something happens at the team because Robert Duvall, who's like the owner, passes away. And then Ben Foster, the son, becomes the one in charge and has like a bone to pick with Adam Sandler. And he takes him and said, hey, I know you just got that assistant coach job, but this is what I need. I need you to come back and find me somebody. I need you to identify a player that's going to write this ship because what they've they uh they drafted like Mo Wagner. I forget what his what's his what's his character's name in it. Oh, I forget. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Who, anyway, who, uh, and like and and there's a scene where Adam Sandler's basically saying like I don't think this guy's a fit. Yeah, Haas. That's what it was. Yeah. And then from there, you kind of see this is his journey about basically being 
screwed over, for lack of a better term, and having to go out there and find the player that is going to get him, you know, back in it. And so that's sort of like the the journey that Adam Sandler's character is on. Yeah, I think I think it makes sense as the Sixers because it's ultimate underdog story. Everybody knows they're not making it out of the second round, so you don't <laughs> have to like worry about you don't have to worry about them beating your own team. But you can root for them a little bit. And it also gives you an opportunity to uh, talk about Philly sports fans who are a character in and of themselves. <laughs> I, I am a Sixers fan. I should, I should acknowledge. Oh, we, we, we know. We know. <laughs> if, it, if, it's, if, if you're Mo Wagner or some of these other guys and they're like, yo, this is your character you're playing. Like, nah, dog, I'm starring in this. I'm not. Nah, I, need <laughs> yeah. a better, I need a better story arc, Chief. Like, I'm not, I'm not going to be yeah. the pump. Yeah. And so you're going to be the bust. You're going to be the guy who like our guy who really knows basketball is like he stinks. And yeah, but Anthony Edwards, like it's funny. It's sort of arbitrary. Anthony Edwards is Kermit something. Um, Like so a handful (laughs) of them have have like fake names and then they got real players too coming through playing themselves. Like Arliss back in the day. Yeah. Yeah. Shout out Arliss and Robert Wool. I mean, that's, I feel like, where we all got uh, familiar with Sandra O oh, was when she was on our list. But just to go through, because I think one of the reasons why we even gravitated towards this, Jack, was because we saw Anthony Edwards and we're like, man, he has amazing acting ability. Even yeah. if he may, might, might not even Effortless. be acting, the fact that he is that relaxed and delivering these lines, like trying to bully Wancho's character, it felt so real. And in this like really dark way, we're like, oh, he's evil. Like, I feel it <laughs> coming off of him. <laughs> And I really enjoyed that because it was such a compound. I was like, I love this guy. He's got range. There's a point which you've probably seen in like the clip that everybody was passing around because of how like good Anthony Edwards was just acting while playing ball, getting in his head. But like, there's a point where like you like are really mad at him and he's like messing up the whole story for the protagonist. Wancho is the NBA player's name who plays him. And he like punches him and Anthony Edwards, like, it cuts to him and he, like, kind of looks over and I'm still like, man, he's so likable. Even though he's, like, evil and, like, really, <laughs> like, just nailing the antagonist, I'm like, he's so cool. Right. He's so nice. He just seems like a, a cool guy to hang out with. I don't want to be the spoiler guy for anybody who hadn't seen the movie, but I love that, like, everything is based off, like, pickup games. Like, um, he killed in this open run. Like, gotta, <laughs> gotta draft him. Gotta give him a contract. Right. Just, you know... Bend imagination a little bit, but no, I think Ant and his character, his performance, especially playing a dude named Kermit, which I feel like, you know, he looks like a Kermit. Kermit some Wilt. Weird, some <laughs> yeah. weird, strange part of the world, but I feel like Ant wasn't even really acting. That's, the, you know, right. Like, it's just kind of, you know, are, these are lines like, I know, I'm saying my own lines. I'm good. Like, what, <laughs> right. What's the motivation like, here? All right, yeah. cool, I got it. I, I just like, got to clown this dude to talk about his daughter. Right, no worries. I, I'll take care of that. He's going off book. What is he doing? Like, yeah. just let him write his own lines. Just and when you work with Ant, you let him write his own lines. But of all the actor, of all the players that we saw in there, obviously, uh, got to give it up to Juancho Hernan Gomez. He he had a tear come out his eye. I was like, what is going on? I was really impressed with a lot of the acting. It was not uh, there weren't like really Kenny Smith was also really good. I was surprised how comfortable he was. Were there any other like standouts aside from I think everyone's talking about Ant and obviously Juancho, but were there other performances that kind of made you smile like maybe Boban yeah Bobby definitely for sure <laughs> yeah Boban he's a legend. He's yeah <laughs> and he's like, how, how old are you that, 22? that's the funniest yeah so the funniest scene is a real thing right is like going over overseas and like trying trying to recruit somebody like figure out and you're like all right you got your birth certificate no well how old are you 22 and then his like 18 year old son walks up and he's like he's 12. Yeah, he's 10. He said he's 10. 10. (laughs) Where's your birth certificate? It was lost in a fire. Yeah. Like, okay. Aren't imitating life. Are you guys just generally like basketball movie fans? Like, oh, yeah. How important to you is the quality of the playing? Because, like, when I was a kid, I was like, Blue Chips was the most excited I think I've ever been for a movie because they were like, they got Shaq, <laughs> like, they got real players. And they just like filmed it, like, with them, like, playing against each other, essentially. I feel like that was the closest I've seen in a movie to looking like real basketball action, kind of. My dad was in that, that movie. So they definitely they booked out a high school, it was like a high school gym that was supposed to be Western University, yeah. high school gym in Indiana. Had like, you know, 30, 40 guys that were kind of year two years in the league or, or, or coming in the league. 
And literally, like you said, they were just playing like actual real games. Obviously, they would stop down and shoot whatever particular scenes they need to shoot. There's obviously that Bobby Knight story about uh, right. you know him, him going off script and uh, you know telling him to block the shot, like you know, then finally yeah. letting them letting them do what they wanted to do. Like, no, nah, like, <laughs> yeah. And Shaq is in there just being Shaq. Uh, I feel like that was when the mainstream of the country like got to see Shaq like be fully himself, which was oh yeah. Which was fun. He was Neon Boudreaux. Neon Boudreaux, Dirty. one of the great names in NBA yeah. or in fiction history. And Butch McRae, shout out Penny, <laughs> being Butch McRae. <laughs> but I feel like Hustle kind of lifted that, you know, that Neon Boudreaux scene from from uh, Blue Chips where he goes to like the, the backwoods of Algiers, right. Louisiana. Because yeah. yeah. that scene was wild. I was like, I was like, how is there any give to that rim? Shaq just like ripped off that like barn, you know, in that <laughs> scene in Blue Chips. Because there's times I'm like, that. I don't know what kind of rim they're on for the purported like country gym that they were playing in. Both movies have like characters where the premise is they are secretly one of the great basketball players in the world, but they are hiding that from everybody, like <laughs> almost intentionally. In the case of Neon Boudreaux and Blue Chips, he is hiding it by playing basketball in, in a swamp like that right. you can't get to without like wading through water and like going on a fan boat. How did y'all? I mean, so there are a couple of scenes i liked i like that we saw some of our an one mixtape brethren in that we saw yeah. ao and like main event and grayson boucher the professor people who i was like i was like i had all those tapes but what did y'all think because like the two of you have much more experience at like the highest level of basketball whether you're interacting with it or through family and things like that mine ends with like my friends in high school that were doing workouts and like post high school to try and get into like a good d2 school so the scenes when i saw like the fitness coaches and the sort of like the different strength training exercise, like those montages, I was like, I, was, I love seeing these exercises that they're always doing of like, roll the medicine ball, slam it, throw it through the tractor tire. And then I'm like, who does, does the coach bring his own tractor tire? Or is there a tractor tire at every gym? I'm, I was, it's all I'm tractor curious about tire that. based. That was the yeah. thing I was going to say. Not enough tractor tires in these workout <laughs> in this workout footage. Uh, they, they find a way to make, <laughs> make everything tractor tire focused. Who had the tractor tire? I, Cause yeah, I've been to probably a thousand gyms in my life, maybe one or two or three of them, but you know, who's bringing it, who's packing it up, what car is it fitting in? <laughs> Right. Do they just leave it there? Or they right. take from the football field back to the court and vice versa and kind of just right. let guys cycle through it. Right. I love the Rocky component too, where it's like, oh, he's got to hit this time. Like, like the mark of you the getting hill. to the NBA is like, do this in 145. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Distance running is the most important thing for an NBA athlete who's preparing for the combine. <laughs> so, to your point, there's a part where he goes viral by going on defense and defending people one on one and they can't touch the rim. It's, it's just such a weird, like, miss. I mean, I guess, like, one-on-one -on -one defense is important, but it's, like, not, I don't know. There, there's so much one-on-one -on -one in this movie, I feel like. Like, yeah, that, which is a little bit, eh. But the workout <laughs> footage is fun. He's real lovable. So a movie that I've gone back and watched, and the basketball footage is worse than I remembered, but it still works on me, is White Men Can't Jump. Okay. I feel like... They have like good players in there, but Wesley Snipes and Woody Harrelson's like kind of like you can tell he's picked up a basketball before, but like he's also <laughs> you, you can tell they're having to like slow things down and like give him three feet to like get his <laughs> jumper off. And Wesley Snipes is just incredibly athletic looking, but like also doesn't like he's dribbling it over his head many of the times. And I don't know, it, it still works for me. How important to you guys is like the the quality of basketball action. So I'm, I'm going to give you a true story. So my dad was a white man can't jump as well. Raymond robbed the liquor store, kind of his claim to fame. Wow. But if no one remembers <laughs> okay. his basketball career. They just, you know, five-time All-Star Hall of Fame finalist. Don't remember that. <laughs> the guy who robbed the liquor store. <laughs> yeah. So I got to hang out a lot uh, doing their, like, you know, pre-pro, pre-prep for, for it. And they were doing a lot of, like, workouts, like Beverly Hills YMCA and some other spots. So uh, to your point, you know, Woody had played, like, D2, D3 somewhere, actually, actually knew how to play basketball. Wesley had no clue what he was doing. So they would do like drills, like three man weaves, five man weaves. And dudes would deliberately like not try to go with Wesley. And he kind of <laughs> caught, he caught on to it. He started cussing people out. But like, yeah, when he was, he started to go, guys were kind of shoving in the back of the line because they didn't, they didn't want to have to go with him. But yeah, if you watch that movie, tons of cutaways. Every time he tries yeah. to get freaky with the crossovers in between the legs and all that type of stuff. Definitely, you know, cutting the tight body shots and things like that. <laughs> who was the stunt, who was the stunt baller for him on that yeah. set? I wonder. 
Yeah, I wondered. Shoot, I don't even know. It's, it's before <laughs> Jamal Crawford's time, but I would, I would say, you know. <laughs> but then they do the cutaway of him like making the layup or tight on his face for those type of things. So for those yeah. who understand cinema movie magic, it's like you know, I'm sure yeah. there's people at home like, oh wow, Wesley go. Like you see, yeah, you see him do that. It's like, no, nah, that was definitely not him yeah. doing that. Shit. Let me see that in a wide shot. <laughs> at full speed like That's what if what we I'm... took it from like four courts over actually we'll take it from the y and you guys are playing on the corner uh all the way down the street <laughs> do a slow push from but that movie works perfectly beautifully shout out to movie magic i mean we were talking about this earlier i think blue chips for me has the most like i don't know the energy from those basketball scenes felt real like and it's hard to replicate that because i think every sports film most, I'd say 99% of the competitive scenes are very controlled and highly choreographed. And anyone who plays just a little bit, you can tell any sport, like when they're, when it's the, the movie version of them playing the sport, you're like, come on, like that's how hard they're going. No, uh, but this, even for like the times it felt a little bit slower because of like the amount of talent that was like there, it felt a little bit easier to like, it was a little, it was more palatable for me than like a thing where I'm like, y'all are playing at 70% speed. Yeah. Come on. Uh, it still was energizing, like at 70%. But yeah. well, anybody who's played in the summertime at like UCLA, these spots knows these dudes will go about 50%. So if you go about 150%, you can keep up with them and, and hope to break even, kind of right. what they're, they're literally <laughs> trying to. I remember like playing against KG back in the days, and I'm like going like 120%. He's going like 25 and right. still <laughs> embarrassing me. Like if I scored a basket, just pretend like he's going full speed. But, <laughs> right, right, right. Like I saw LeBron lose a game at UCLA. Like, you know, and everybody's like, oh, he lost a, a, a crew of UCLA kids. It's like LeBron was literally going 37%. At this time. <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's that's what makes the draft so hard, right? Was KG talking trash as he was yeah. embarrassing you? Yeah, he was. <laughs> well, uh, nice guy, though. It's like, oh, oh, KG's a four and you're a four, too. It's like, yeah, no, but not... It's like, no, like, nah. on, you want me to guard this guy? This is not fun. Like, who's Come on, he didn't right. even go to college, man. <laughs> I just remember what, like, he literally, like, he was playing defense and somebody tried to pass from, like, three-point line to the wing. He just, like, stretched his hand out, and it was literally, like, the longest arm I'd ever seen. He, like, gracefully just tapped the ball, stole it, like, one dribble, got to the other end of the court, dunked it. Yeah. And I was like, this dude is, like, giraffe's body moving like a gazelle down the court. Right, right. And I was like, I'm, what do you want me to do with this dude? But he actually was complimentary. He was nice. I, I grabbed like a lot of rebounds in the game for some reason. And he's like, yeah, man, you a glass eater, dog. And I'm like, thank you, Mr. Garnett. Thank you, <laughs> thank you Kevin Garnett. <laughs> yeah, you softened the post, though. <laughs> like, oh, what? Please, post, sir. Help, help. <laughs> we were doubling. Shout out D-Book. We were definitely doubling in the summertime. Oh, man. <laughs> also, the one thing that I, I loved about the film was just the concentration of familiar faces throughout it. Like, you know, you, you saw everybody. AI, Luca, Dr. J. And for me personally, my one of my favorites was seeing James Goldstein. Uh, yeah. Like, in that, like, I think that was like the climactic scene, wasn't it? It was like that last tryout run where like uh, Trey and all of them are there, right? Yeah. And like James Goldstein was just like there too, being like, all right, what do we got here today? I'm like, wait, James Goldstein, Mr. Front Row at the Lake Show. So many questions for that, man. Yeah. Um, I, like, what was he doing in his 20s? Like, what, I just want to know. Like, he is in his 20s. That's just what he looks like. No. Yeah. <laughs> who's the stylist? Like, who's doing the outfits? Who's giving him the scarves and all that other elaborate right. clothing he's wearing? What about basketball just made him want to watch? Realistically, would someone like James Goldstein be at a workout like that? It's Jimmy G. You know, he could pull up. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, part of me was like trying to find him like, man, James Goldstein's not going to be there. But part of me was like, what do I know about any of these things? Like, part of me also as a Laker fan wanted to create space for the reality. I'm like, you know, James Gold, he should be there, you know, as as an, you know, exalted fan of the game. Yeah, my dad coached in the NBA. My grandfather coached in the NBA. James Goldstein was actually at my baptism. (laughs) <laughs> he was. He was. He was. He put the no. holy water on you. <laughs> he just he shows up priest. to random tangential NBA <laughs> basketball things. <laughs> things. Yeah. <laughs> um. Do you guys have like a a favorite basketball movie? Uh, definitely. I mean, obviously, just kind of the usual suspects that he got games white man can't jumps, but one I'll throw out there. And it always just stay with me. Slam dunk Ernest. Uh, you know, shout out to the <laughs> wow, the magic Yo, pair of shoes, the cream cameo. Needs that. Yeah. Yeah. Phil Cozart, who was in like 18 basketball movies, he was in Blue Chips as the the guy who told the coach about uh, Shaq's character 
was in White Man Can't Jump. He's uh, the one that hustled uh, Billy on the court. He was a part of that contingent. Billy. <laughs> so, yeah, Slam Dunk Ernest definitely, I think, is a movie okay. that doesn't get the love and respect it deserves. Yeah. Teen Wolf is my Slam Dunk Ernest. That's the bad basketball, bad movie that is still, like, I, all movies that I watch to this day are like viewed through a teen wolf shaped prism because that was like a movie I watched a hundred times before I was like six years old and oh, I still can't, can't watch it and not be like, I don't know. It still goes pretty good. Michael, Michael J. Fox. I think mine is probably one of the few basketball films that ages flawlessly from the moment it came out. And to this day, which is the air up there. Ooh. The air up there. Jimmy Dolan shake and bake. Jimmy very, Dolan shake and bake. <laughs> very <laughs> similar, like, very similar story to Hustle. Right? That's why when you look at Hustle, I'm watching it and I'm watching my wife. I'm like, yo, like this this scene is like from this, this, I'm and like, this. this like, is, like when he got the, the job, and I'm like, oh, this dude's about to die. Like Robert Duvall right. is obviously not gonna Wait, make it. Oh, this, yeah. this oh my dream. gosh. Is this <laughs> are we just watching a, a reskinned version of the air up there, basically? Except they made a big mistake in Hustle by not having Adam Sandler have to get out and hoop in the last climactic basketball game and like oh, show right. everybody. Because didn't they do that in the air up there? Didn't uh, yeah. Kevin Bacon like ball in the last? Yep. In the last yeah, game? Yeah, the joint too, right? The, like the circumcision. We had to get. He had to get like the yeah. full ritual, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The hoop. <laughs> it's about more than basketball, Chief. This man might lose his cows. Oh my gosh. <laughs> yeah. Which is the also the thing there. about Sandler, which is so funny because he's over the years, he's shown like he's a good, he's a great actor, like, you know, these dramatic roles. But there's something to like it. He's there's also there's something that feels limited about his range because when he gets angry, I can't help but just think of like all the comedic films. He's like, all right, what are you doing? <laughs> like where he's screaming like in a really dramatic, tense scene. And I'm like, <laughs> Right, like he's going well, off. This movie's like funny though. Like this movie is genuinely like it, it's my like I think one of the better blending of serious Adam Sandler with like I'm I'm actually laughing out loud a couple yeah. times throughout because they had yeah. I, again they're I I really enjoyed him and Wancho as like an on screen duo. They really had like it was there's it was very believable and their like their positive feelings towards each other felt very real like and not just people acting. So yeah, I'll give him credit there. All right, let's take a quick break, and we'll be back right after this. You need a vehicle that can meet your family's needs, and Toyota has you covered. Introducing the first-ever Grand Highlander, a midsize SUV with the ideal combination of space, performance, style, and advanced tech. The roomy Grand Highlander never makes you choose between passengers and cargo. You can fit both with ease. With three spacious rows and available seating for up to eight, and legroom that makes even long trips comfortable. With Grand Highlander's available 362-horsepower hybrid max powertrain on limited and platinum trims, you can be confident you have the power, acceleration, and efficiency needed for almost any adventure your family can cook up. And you'll get where you're going in style, with a modern, spacious cabin that's perfect for both playdates and date nights. Impressive tech upgrades take the new Grand Highlander to the next level, including available safety features like an available panoramic view mirror and an available 12.3-inch multi-information display, so you always arrive on time. Don't just live life. Live life grander in the first-ever Toyota Grand Highlander. Learn more at toyota.com slash grandhighlander. Does money stress you out? Let FACET flip your financial chaos into clarity. Finding FACET immediately put us at ease. FACET's innovative approach to financial planning ensures your money works as hard as you do, enabling members to experience the joys of having your finances in order. That makes us FACET for life now, I guess. (laughs) Visit FACET.com, F-A-C-E-T.com to learn more. This ad is sponsored by FACET. FACET Wealth is an SEC-registered investment advisor. This is not an offer to buy or sell securities, nor is it investment, legal, or tax advice. These testimonials are from current FACET members who are not compensated. All opinions are their own and not a guarantee of a similar outcome. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey. 
And we're back. And Josiah, it's time to do our favorite segment on this show. The time for the rapid fire questioning, the lightning round of questions. We are just going to chest pass you a question and you fire it right back. No thinking. Okay. I would do it. There's no time for like any thinking, any time for expanding like, asides, like stuff like that. This is the rapidest oh. of rapid fire, uh, the lightningest of lightning rounds. Sometimes we tell people just to like get in the right headspace to like get in an athletic stance. Yeah. You know, just to Three be point stance. on your toes. You know what I mean? Anyway, time for the lightning round of questions. Start the clock. Okay. Here we go. Josiah. Start one, bench one, cut one. Sydney Dean, white man can't jump. Okay. Butch McRae, blue chips. Kenny Tyler, the sixth man. Ooh. Wow. Wild card. I'm going to start Sydney Dean as the character because he could play summer pro league with MJ, but decided to focus on his game on the court. <laughs> uh, <laughs> bench. Wait, who's the other two? Kenny Tyler and uh, Butch McRae. Blue chips, so, Penny. I'll, I'll bench Butch just because he's a little fragile. You know, he, he was trying to dip after like two games mm-hmm. and thought his mom was going to be able to keep the house. He had that one behind the back move though, like on the sideline, the and then turned it turned around. That was, that was pretty dope. But yeah, he, he got homesick after one. Like we just won a big yeah. game. You trying to go to the crib? Like no, Danny <laughs> Tyler. Once once his brother dipped into the afterlife, there was there was, just was... no his game was going to be cooked after that. Yeah. yeah. Okay, that's fair. All right. You Lightning, could ch- Jack. Sorry. Here we go. Lightning. Sorry. Keeping it do you, quick. Do I? Should I go? Uh, well, I don't know. Uh, you want to do this one? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I'll do this one. All right. You do all this right. one. All right. Lightning. All right. Go. And lightning. Then, right, right. We do an alternate. And then uh, we'll do the one after lightning. that. Yeah. All right. Lightning. Keep it we'll lightning. Just get into mm-hmm. my headspace for it to ask the question quickly. Mm-hmm. If you could change one rule in the NBA for one month next season, just for funsies, what do you do? I bring back foul baiting. Bring back foul baiting. We're right. with these guys. We want to see points, okay? If, <laughs> if, if more refs aren't smart throws. enough to figure it out, more free throws, more points. All right. We need we want scoring. So bring it back. Yeah. Great cool. answer. Lightning round. Actually, you know, actually since we're talking about it, I always like to ask, you know, what what are your feelings on like a rock and jock style fifty point basket that comes down? <laughs> or my answer, which is each NBA court has its own three point line. That is different, like based on you're like a weird shaped one too. Yeah, you got a you know weird I mean? shaped one. Like it, you're, it actually goes out to the logo. <laughs> Honestly, I, I miss Rock and Jock, so that just brought back a ton of great memories. When they do the basketball and like the baseball or softball game, yeah, yeah, either one just ridiculous. So whoever came up with that pass on the back, yeah. And then what was the other one? Sorry, guys. I'm, or, D- different or, three point line, no, like per squiggly, per yeah. home court. Yeah, yeah, squiggle it up. Let Stevie Wonder draw it for yes. half the league. And I'll, really I'll rock with that. And we have to abide by it. Lightning. This is lightning. My bad. Okay, back on it. Josiah, okay, does LeBron wind up with four rings? Or is he going to find a way to fill that whole hand up and get five? I can't guarantee that he'll get five. But I will say this. If he does, a lot of people are going to try to, you know, commit bodily harm to me because I'm going to be insufferable. I'm not going <laughs> to shut up. Uh, you know, we've seen a certain fan base after winning a championship with the highest salary cap in NBA history. Uh, try to act like they were underdogs or every, the chips were stacked against them. Like you were literally like a hundred million dollars in luxury tax. Like <laughs> you have all the chips, you had everything. So if LeBron does win that fifth one, I'm, I'm going to be optimistic and say he does. We need Kyrie. Kyrie and LeBron get back, make some, some amazing music like Bill and Ted's excellent adventure. Uh, <laughs> yeah. You know, come back, make some amazing music and get that fifth ring. All right. Wild Stallions. You are widely considered the king of NBA Twitter. Who would be your Twitter follow? Mount Rushmore. We're mixing things. You thought I was going to say you were a Twitter queen or something like that. No. I didn't. Mount Rushmore. <laughs> that means who do you from like? kings to presidents. Of all time, I mean, look, got to throw Embiid in there just for the pettiness. Mm. Uh, KD. Yes. I'll say Jasmine L. Watkins, mm. who I refer to as the queen of NBA Twitter. It'll eventually catch on a stick. And then one more. I got to throw me up there. I got to, you know, not to be okay. I yeah, so that's yeah. four. And I don't believe we're not adding another face. We're not adding any more seats to the Supreme Court. Absolutely we're just, not. That, that's what it is. <laughs> it's wow. just locked in. Okay. Strong take. Josiah, what are the best kicks to hoop in? Now, one is going to be what would you like to be pictured in as a shoe? And what is one that for you, in terms of comfort, are you playing in? And are they the same? So pictured in patent leather Jordans, they're, they're, great. they're great for photos, a great look, not really terribly comfortable to actually hoop in. A great church shoe, though. <laughs> okay, so you're talking about Jordan 11s. Okay, I'm gonna go back and 
And this is a nostalgic moment for me, so I'll just give some context. Playing my senior year of high school, I uh, had this, this janky pair of Jordans that kind of literally, like, they looked good, but they, they, the, the soles were all janky. I would slip all over the court. So dad shows up to a game. He's got a, a fresh pair of Kevin Garnett's. This was like uh, 99. You know, KT mm-hmm. just came out with the air bubbles or whatever. Yeah. And not the greatest shoe ever, but he, he shows up. Like, like, yo, you want these? Like, of course. Like, what? no, I don't. <laughs> so I literally, like, hooped in those, proceeded to ball out. And then, uh, you know, I, I say like 80% of the reason I was able to get a scholarship to UCLA because just, you know, look good, play good. Play good, pay good. But yeah, so yeah. hard. I hate getting put on the spot with these because uh you know there's there's so many like the like the J Kids back in the day, the pennies. Arizona Flight 95s. Yep. I remember when uh Mike Bibby rocked those in the championship game when he was at Arizona. Oh, the phone posits. Yeah. yeah the phone. And it was just like I'd never seen anything like those shoes in my life and was just so fascinated by them. Yeah. Those those KGs, I remember they were white and they had the blue gradient, black yeah. the blue gradient. Oh, oh, I love those shoes. Yeah. And the Air Zoom Flight 95 is probably my top shoe with the race car wheels on it. That's yeah, like for sure. It, 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 it never ends. Actually, the logo of the show for people who listen to the show, if you look at the shoes I'm wearing in the logo, I'm wearing Air Zoom Flight 95s. Okay. Yeah. I'm going to say something controversial or ask a question controversial. I was always Nike. I Lightning, thought Nike's Jack. Looked I'm the sorry, best. man. We got to keep this moving, man. Uh, Jordan's my favorite shoe, uh, but this is a lightning aside. Okay. But I got to like try on my friend's Iversons, and every time I wore Reeboks, they were very comfortable. Did you guys ever try Reeboks on? Oh, like, yeah. I didn't, I didn't think they were cool, but they were so comfortable. My boy Chris had the questions when they came out, yeah. I remember. And I was like, yo, because the, they also had like the hexalite sort of circle-y yeah. insole thing on the sides. I was like, that looks like comfort. I was just such a loyal Nike kid. I was like, yo, I'm sorry. You're not going to catch me in those, though. I like yeah. it. I like the vision. We went to UCLA. Uh, when I went to UCLA, we were Adidas school. So it was definitely. And I look back, we had some tough years there. But you have to imagine like going to gyms where you're playing Arizona, Oregon. They have every fresh pair of Nikes you could possibly yeah. imagine. And you like roll up in pro models, and, and I mean, I'm just like, I understand yeah. the nostalgia, like, great, but yeah, like, yeah. you know, like, these aren't like a, a baller shoe. Like, I'm right, not yeah, like, right. you know, I'm not flossing in pro models. I'll just say that. Lightning round, funniest NBA player you've created content with? Ooh, there's so many. Funniest, um, probably Embiid. I mean, I, I, I go back to him, but he's, he's a hilarious dude because you, who would ever guess that, you know, you know, he hasn't been in the States that long, but he just mastered Twitter and social media. Like when the Ben Simmons trade went down and he hit him with the, the my biggest haters funeral meme, like, right. <laughs> but just to be, you know, he's not on Twitter often, but like when he does come through, he comes through with some heat. Makes it count. And then, uh, Josiah, lastly, for all the Laker fans out there, myself included, are the Lakers back in the mix next season? You know how it goes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> of course. I'll, I'll, it's lightning round, but I'll just say this. <laughs> AD missed like 40 games last year that we could say whatever we want. We could finger point, whatever, like if AD's not hurt and that's obviously a big if and hypothetical, we're not suffering the season that we had. Like, you know mm-hmm. I mean? We, even I look back to, to the previous year where the Suns fans kind of got salty that we acknowledged that had he not had the hamstring injury, you know, Lakers very well may have been raising that 18th banner. Like, and then they dealt with injuries this postseason and, and, mm-hmm. and got smackerooed in game seven. And then all of a sudden, like, well, you know, like, you know, injuries. you have to consider injuries. And, <laughs> but so I think if we can get AD off Nuke Squad, off the video games, we get AD in the gym, not just touching a basketball, but really making love to that basketball, mm-hmm. you know, metaphorically, spiritually, and connecting mm-hmm. with it and, and, and really shooting it just one time, gets like good form, that this squad is going to be okay. Ky- Kyrie, no Kyrie. Like I said, I'm not I'm not as down on Westbrook as a lot of people are. I don't think right. this was obviously a great year for him, but I think, you know, Darvin Ham coming in, hopefully get Russ to buy in and kind of just, you know, there's gonna be some changes that need to be made, but I think this squad can can be successful. Oh yeah. And Sheed too. Woo. Yeah. I was at I was at the Iverson Classic in Memphis, uh late April, early May. You know, hanging out in Memphis, eating some mid barbecue, I'll just say that. And we're we're <laughs> we're hanging out in the hotel lobby. And the places I went to weren't good references. Okay, I now have you. I now have places to go that are good. Right, right. Yeah, I'm just saying you're not you're not slandering Memphis barbecue. Because no, Memphis, Memphis place, got mad yeah. at me like, oh, you went to. And I was like, look, Memphis right. told me where to go. They suggested spots. Went to said spots. <laughs> was not impressed. They didn't actually find out the spots to go. That's neither okay. here nor there. But basically, we're hanging out hanging out hotel lobby, just chilling. And like, who pulls up in like a, a pickup truck? But like Bonzi Wells and Rasheed Wallace. And honestly, like like you know, twenty year old, fifteen year old me was just in heaven, like. One of the biggest legends, I feel like, in the history of basketball. Oh, yeah. And just to see Shee's whole career. So if if she can't get through to 80, I don't know who can. I'll just say that. 
Yeah, mm. I think I'm hopeful. I'm hopeful. And I have a player on my team I'm hoping hits up TB12 is just TB12 for life. I'm not going to say who that is, but that would be wonderful as well. And, <laughs> you know, the offseason hope springs eternal. Absolutely. So let's get it. Sixers, Lakers <laughs> in the finals next okay. year. Okay. It's a bet. <laughs> All right. Josiah, thanks so much for coming on. Yeah, Miles and Jack got mad boosties, man. I really appreciate you, you know, blessing the pod with your excellence and your knowledge and, and wit. So, uh, appreciate that. Where can people find you and support you and check out all the other work that you're doing? So normally these times you like you rattle off a bunch of things, but that's not the point, guys. I just came here to really talk talk hoops with you guys and respect appreciate y'all. So that. follow me, King Josiah fifty four, on Twitter and Instagram. That's pretty much it. Yeah, I do other stuff. If you follow those accounts, you will see all the other stuff I do. And frankly, I'm not getting big enough bags from some of these companies to promote. So <laughs> yep. I'm going to use that as a, a leverage that as a tool. But also I do a show with a way sports entertainment called out of pocket, do a show with Gilbert arenas called no chill on Fubo. So support us so we can you know keep feeding our family. Thanks so much. Enjoy the summer. Appreciate you. Bye. Bye. Introducing the first ever Grand Highlander, a midsize SUV with the ideal combination of space, performance, style, and advanced tech. The roomy Grand Highlander boasts three spacious rows with available seating for up to eight. It's available 362 horsepower, hybrid max powertrain on limited and platinum trims. Hybrid max powertrain engine delivers the power, acceleration, and efficiency so your family can take on any adventure. There's even available safety features like an available panoramic view mirror and an available 12.3-inch multi-information display, so you always arrive on time. Live life grander in the first-ever Toyota Grand Highlander. Learn more at toyota.com slash grandhighlander. Does money stress you out? Let FACET flip your financial chaos into clarity. Finding FACET immediately put us at ease. FACET's innovative approach to financial planning ensures your money works as hard as you do, enabling members to experience the joys of having your finances in order. That makes us FACET for life now, I guess. (laughs) Visit FACET.com, F-A-C-E-T.com to learn more. This ad is sponsored by FACET. FACET Wealth is an SEC-registered investment advisor. This is not an offer to buy or sell securities, nor is it investment, legal, or tax advice. These testimonials are from current FACET members who are not compensated. All opinions are their own and not a guarantee of a similar outcome. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather, now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group, no purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus.